<laughs> so wrestling, yes, yes. <laughs> so let us talk the wrestle. I want us one day to dress up in like fucking bow ties and tails and go to a wrestling show with like <laughs> opera binoculars and the whole time be like, mm, yes, this is an excellent year for wrestle. Oh, very good. Oh, arm drag. Did you see that arm drag, my friend? <laughs> Why is this not the commentary team for JXT? Welcome, gentlemen. It fucking could be. I'm Admiral Tibbs now. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the show about professional and non-professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore. And it's me, the sleepiest fight man on the planet, Black Tinner. Black- <laughs> I'm the Black Tanther. That's my name, Black Tanther. So, I God. like that- in case you're wondering what it's like to watch your entire world slowly crumble around you, it's me going- Okay, Dylan can't do the show tonight, but it's okay. We've got me and Blake. And then Blake messaging me saying, I am very sleepy right now. So, welcome to One Boy. <laughs> welcome to One Boys. I took a bunch of cold medicine before we started this show. Oh, no. Boy, if, if, if your family had a crest, cold medicine would be, like, in the top corner. It'd be, like, a Leo, a fucking bottle of cold medicine, a bottle of whiskey, a shot glass. That's because I'm either sick or drinking. Yes, exactly. Which, that, you know what, now, now that I say that, it kind of does lead me to think about my life choices a little bit too much. <laughs> so... Wrestling happened, but more specifically, Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold happened! Oh, did he come back? That's nice. Can we just have a segment of Raw dedicated every single week to having Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin just come out and be like, I've had a few beers in the back, but it's all right. Let me tell you about 2001 when I was coming out to this ring and it's just stone cold for like 30 minutes rambling on for an hour. And then in the middle, my favorite was at one point AJ gets in or it was either Seth or AJ got off point for a minute Mm -hmm. and then stone cold made the opportunity to be like, hey, you're going off script. You need to don't improvise. That's something none of us would ever do in this ring. I fucking love not, like, give no single fuck Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just pounded a six-pack backstage. Give me some more. I'm going to give you a stunner. I'm going to motorboat AJ's chest. (laughs) Well, he did hit probably the best stunner he's hit in a very long time on AJ, who sold it like he was a pair of, like he was a butterfly knife being flipped open by the stunner. Mm -hmm, Because AJ can fucking sell. Now, did you see the other stunner AJ took later that night? Because it was remin- it was an after show segment. So basically, was it, Stone was it the one where Stone Cold basically pounded a beer, kept it in his mouth till he stunned AJ, and just like like a beluga whale. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because usually the cell needs to involve the opponent spitting the beer as they fly up in the air, and it adds to the effect. Stone Cold said, hey, what if I do it too? What if both of us spit beer at the same time? AJ Styles, will you please spit on me? Spit on me, AJ, please. I'll give it to you too. I wonder what it's like to do that. I've never done it before. I'm going to do it now. Oh, (laughs) try and stop me, Vince. Yeah, I also, I very much enjoy this. It was like he was trying to set up AJ to do the perfect what response. It was, did you, I've shown you before the, it was like an after Raw with Jericho and Stone Cold. And Jericho is being a champ as he's walking around the ring, playing to the what chants perfectly. Like every single little bit of it worked amazingly. Yeah, they tried to do that with AJ, and AJ just wasn't... AJ was like, is that beer any good? What? And then AJ took the longest pause I've ever seen. Is I said, is the beer good? What? I don't... Do I need to... Should I say it again? Is the beer good? I'm like, no, AJ, there's cadence to it. You gotta be like, is the beer good? What? The beer. What? In your hand. What? That beer. What? Broken Skull IP. There's cadence, AJ. You can't just be like... I think... I don't think that AJ is that good at coming up with stuff right off the dome when it comes to promos. I think that he does better when he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's why he's a good WWE. No one could have predicted how good of a WWE hand AJ Styles would be, but damn, he really is. Yeah, he's a good hand. He's a real good hand. He's a real good hand. Hey, AJ, what are you doing here? Why you got that chair? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of just bad promos, there was a promo that was so bad, I actively sought it out. Like, I actively went to YouTube TV and rewound to find this bad promo. And it was from Mandy Rose, because... Oh, no. Apparently, the character development... You can't cut this kind of promo in a post-women's evolution era, but they fucking tried with Mandy Rose because she came out to the ring and was like, Nikki Cross doesn't like me. Because Nikki Cross is jealous of me. Because I'm beautiful and she's... A bitch. No. (laughs) That would have been a better promo. It was she's... And then I think she wanted the crowd to be like, What? What are you going to say to them about the amazing Scottish Nikki Cross? Ugly. She's ugly. Look at her. And then she showed a picture where Nikki, it's not even Nikki making an ugly face next to Mandy and being like, look at how ugly she is. Like, guys, you can, if you're gonna pull that over the top sexualized character. I hope you were not about to say, guys, you can do better than this because apparently they fucking can't. Well, I, if if they're going to do that character, you have to go over the top. That's why Tyler Breeze was amazing because he would he wasn't just coming out and being like, I'm handsome and everyone else is ugly. He full on Zoolandered into all these uggos out here don't understand what it's like to be me because I'm amazingly gorgeous. Like he, he fucking sunk into the role 
to a point where everyone at home is like, I like this guy because he got saddled with this and made it funny and entertaining. You can't just come out super serious and be like, you're ugly. You look black butt. You're a butt face. You look like butt face. That's what I say, Mandy Your Rose. face butt. WWE good writers, though, right? Yeah. I, I would love to have seen the moment where Mandy like walks up to Sonya backstage and is like, well, they've given me the promo. What do they want you to say? They want me to just kind of say, uh, say that she's ugly. Oh, really? Does it like go on to say anything else about like you? Mm, no. 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 <laughs> it's it's like for women's promos, they just have three or four buzzwords, which yeah. is only like a couple less than for men's promos. Yeah. Well, they they there's a fifth extra one, and it's bitch. And that's only when the storyline calls for a bitch. But when they do, they're like, hell yeah, do it. Bitch, bitch is only used in promos for, or women's promos, or when John Cena comes back. Yes, uh, specifically for horsewomen promos. I do like to think that Vince has a button in his office called the bitch button. And if the promo is hot enough, he's like, bitch it up! Put the bitch in there! You're gonna throw a little bit of bitch in there. Mm-hmm. That's good Spe- bitch. <laughs> now, speaking of swearing on Twitter, I want to say the greatest thing happened, and it was from Biggie Langston. Because apparently Matt Riddle is going to be the new Enzo Amore of just being a little shit heel that no one likes. He's because, done real good at it recently, hasn't he? Yeah, because he he was like, hey guys, it's gonna, I'm going to be late getting to full sale today because... Nobody wanted to take me to give me a ride, so hey, I hate you guys too. At which point, Tommaso Ciampa fucking just jumped up and slapped the ball out of his hand. Like, no, because I think he was like, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like, the locker room will police itself. Fuck you. Oh, God. And in reply to that, Big E is just like, wait. We can swear on this app? Oh, I can't wait till I come back and I'll be telling all of you MFers to S my D so hard. (laughs) I I love him. The fact that, like, I feel like Twitter is a double-edged sword when it comes to the wrestling world. Yeah. Because you get good shit like that and then you have people trying to push weird feuds that will never happen on Twitter. Oh, is there a new one? I haven't seen. No, it just feels like it's a constant everything. I I did see um a feud that was ended before it began because Flip Gordon in on the uh, apparently Marty's starting his own BTE mm-hmm. because he's I, I guess he's like I'm probably not gonna go to AEW for a while, but I miss doing them videos, so I'm just gonna make my own thing. And apparently, episode one, Flip Gordon gets fired from Villain Enterprises, which is very good. And um, he tweeted about that, and someone goes, why don't you go join the Bullet Club? And Flip, in a nice little dig, goes, oh, do they still exist? Oh, fuck me, I know who's gonna take that ball. (laughs) Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. (laughs) Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla Tactics. Tama Tonga. 
in just a few words obliterated Flip Gordon because in re- in response to do they still exist, Tama just goes, "Does your company still exist?" <laughs> oh no. Mm. <laughs> no, they don't. Because you just killed them with one tweet, Tama. Yep, Tama. Mer- you don't like. There are a lot of people that can come back, like come back at you every now and again with something good. You don't fuck with Tama Tonga on Twitter. There's two you don't fuck with. You don't fuck with Tama, and you don't fuck with Becky, because both of them will slap you down immediately. Mm-hmm. They don't play on Twitter. <laughs> they don't play. They don't play. They don't play. And uh, I think it's because they know they choose their shit. Yeah, I, they choose their spot. Except Becky's just good at choosing everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, husband. <laughs> well, we don't know what he's like. He could be making her coffee all day and just like, here you go, babe. Let's go do some CrossFit high on coffee. Hun, you want that coffee? Mm. Let me show you this good coffee place I know. I, I'm starting. <laughs> I'm starting to think we need to have a segment on the show just dedicated the worst of Twitter this week because uh, a boy tweeted on Monday. Wait, it, why Seth should start his own coffee and CrossFit gym? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just throw, throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was Enzo Amore. Oh, not I, again. And it, it was live from Madison Square Garden. Of New York City, where I believe Enzo is a resident, even though he clearly looks like he's from Jersey. Oh, um, no, I think we found that out the day that Joey Janela called him. Yeah! Uh, and so he tweeted some pictures of his tickets to Raw saying, Round two. And I said, Fuck no. Absolutely not. No. Dude, we talked about how Triple H shut his ass down. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was baby face of the week last week because of it. Uh-huh. Um, to the point that it's like, Enzo and Cass might make a comeback. Mmm, Cass maybe. Yeah. Uh, cut to the next day where Enzo decides to reply to everybody who was like, why didn't you show up on Raw? And he goes... A bunch of my best friends shared a beer bash with Stone Cold Steve Austin in that ring. You might as well retire now, boys. It don't get better than that. Um, I think it does. But then he also then goes yeah, on to say, "I forgot that the I forgot that the War Viking boys were your best friends." <laughs> yeah, if I if Raymond Rose screams anything to me, it's friend of Enzo Amore. <laughs> But uh, then cut to... Is that in his Twitter handle? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then after that, he goes, Oh, also, by the way, I wasn't at the show. I just decided to take a picture of some tickets I bought from my cousins as a fun little goof for everybody out there. I figure if people are going to start rumors about me, I might as well start one myself. Fuck you, dude! It's like... I understand that everybody still wants to be relevant. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but not, not like this. Like what did if, it cost? What did it cost, Enzo? Ev- everything. <laughs> it costs everything. You know when you met that sick child and like helped fulfill her dreams of meeting her favorite wrestler? Yeah. Like, you should have just kept it at that, Enzo, and you would have done enough. 
Or just kept doing that. Like, just a bunch of videos of Enzo, Enzo helping sick kids. That's what got John Cena over, dude. Just keep doing that. It'll work. Mm-hmm. Also, I will, uh... I will right now. Oh wait, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the other constituents in the race to win the King of the Ring finals. Ring, ring. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, bud. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to concede. Yeah, congratulations on your victory. Um, Dylan might still also win. It's all gonna depend on if Baron is King of the Ring, which he probably will be at this point. Actually, I think that. Because Baron won that third round, depending on how they count it in the pickums, I'm already yeah. winning because we were tied last week. Oh, that's right. Well, I, I I think it's just gonna be like winning a match, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it count the same as winning the same semifinal match that uh Yeah, Gable? basically. Which a lot of shit was riding on that one match for all of us. Yeah. Did uh, Gable well no, I think Dylan had Gable, didn't oh, he? Oh, did he? I don't know. I can't remember. And he's not here to defend himself, so... <laughs> so he didn't. So you've won. Dylan lost, too. <laughs> yeah, did you watch the match? Because, firstly, the minute that they were like, Elias is out with an injury... God, fuck here me. Here come the money! It played in money, my money. head. It played in my head when I heard that. I saw Elias was out, and I, was, I knew what was going to happen, and I'll say I was pleasantly surprised that he lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the way they did it because, firstly, you gave the audience the really good pop of literally within two minutes, KO screwing over Shane with a fast count off of that German, which I really liked. And then, this match is now two out of three falls! And I was watching it work, so I didn't get to see how Shane got the second fall. Mm -hmm. But then, the ultimate logic of KO being like, I'm gonna slow count, I guess. There's no way I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to force Shane to win. And then the only way you could get Shane to lose then is to make him tap out. And that's what they did. It was the smartest thing they could have done in that situation. And I loved it until Shane then beat the shit out of Kevin and fired him live on television. You know, that's the McMahon thing you do. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, was that always... Because, like, after that, Kevin teased that he's going to go to NXT, which, fuck yeah. I love fuck, it. yes, I want that. They got to get as many people on NXT as possible to get those ratings up. Yeah. But I do also want to say, like, what was the plan beforehand? Was Shane going to, like pay Kevin to referee Elias's match, and then when Elias lost, he was gonna screw over Kevin or something? Like, I want to know how the plan changed on, when Elias got injured. You know, that's a good question. Let me just kind of... Hold on. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, Vince. Hey! Yeah, Vince, it's, uh... It... It's... It's Blakey the Leak, um, from Five Boys... Hey, uh, you're my favorite leak to take. What's up, Blake? Yeah, yeah, just wanted to find out what was the fucking deal with SmackDown with Shane winning, or not winning this week. Well, what happened with all that? I don't fucking know. He was supposed to win. That fucking fat piece of shit Kevin Owens went into business for himself. That wasn't a fake firing. He's fired. For real. Oh, are you not afraid that they'll pick him up for AEW? Who? Uh, the the other one that's been doing stuff. TNA? No, they're fine. 
Oh, okay. No, no, the one with the the one that Tony Khan's doing. Khan! And there you have it, folks. Bye, Vince. <laughs> That was. Did you really get Vince live on air? That was amazing. Yeah, I, I told you I'm the one that's been leaking all of our plans to him, right? Wait, what? Do you know how much money he's paid me? <laughs> <laughs> Not that much. Yeah. Also, I sent this video to you earlier last week. If you had told me Fallout Boy, Green Day, and Weezer were going on tour, I'd been like. Fuck yeah, awesome! If you then followed it up with, also, that's gonna be relevant news for Fight Boys, I would have been terrified to find out why. <laughs> you mean, I would have loved if Joey Janela had shown up in all of their promos fighting someone different. Yeah, I just, I, I reached this moment where someone posted it on one of the discords I follow, and they go, oh, I posted this because this individual is in it for you, and I went, wait, what? And then I clicked on it, and it is the three, I guess, famous boys, the most famous boys of each respective band sitting around being like, well, we gotta do a whole promo for this tour thing, uh, you hired a guy, right? Yeah, 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 you should be here any minute. He's going to really sell it. He's going to really sell the whole deal. All right, well, who knows what will happen. And Woo! then... Woo! Big man! And I'm so used to seeing him talk about fucking, like, hip-hop music that it felt really weird to hear Ric Flair be like, Fall Out Boy! <laughs> and the Weezer! And also Grinde! Grinde will be there. They're fantastic. They're going to be kiss stealing. Woo! And the others. Yep. Anyway. Did you, okay, a couple of things about Rick because he's been all over the fucking place. I wanted to talk about this last week, but there was a headline that caught my attention that involved Rick Flair. Is it the man thing cuz we did talk about that? Well, I thought it was a kayfabe news article at first. <laughs> It's not. He actually is suing WWE over the rights to use the words the man because of have, have I believe he's somewhere like I saw a headline. I didn't click through because I thought we wouldn't go back to the flair well, but I guess we are. But it said something like Ric Flair explains why he is suing WWE for the man and also Charlotte Flair is very upset at him over this. And I love that somebody posted, you know, it seems like Charlotte Flair would be upset at her dad for a lot of things. <laughs> did you did you see the video that I posted that was a bunch of Ric Flair promos just backwards? No, what? Go back into the fight, boys. I think I posted oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did they take it down? Oh, no. Did they take this down? No. It was going to be artwork. I can't fucking believe it's not playing. Hold on, I've got it. Man the B2! Beat the man B2! Ooh! Uh, wait a minute! Roman's just Ric Flair reversed! Ooh! Ah! Uh, before it is... Woo! Um, it's actually great because, uh... His woo in reverse sounds just like his woo. <laughs> so it's, ah! Woo! 
But you know who always sounds the same no matter how many times I look at them? I don't know oh. what that was supposed to mean. I don't. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can become an honorary fight boy. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the current Patreon champion, Ghazi. And we need some more people out there donating to defeat Ghazi. He's been on top for too long. We need somebody to take him down. We need a new fight boy to call out every single week. So make sure to join us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You also get access to our Discord where you hang out, chat with us. You get access to the dumbest show of all time you paid for this where Blake and I watch absolutely terrible movies and then commentate over them. We're probably going to do a movie about terror birds if we can find one for the next episode. It's going to be real good shit. Yeah. So uh, make sure if you want to become an honorary fight boy, if you want to join us in our quest for world domination, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now... Blake, this is usually your piss break moment, but I am going to force you to do some work. Because who are we going to annoy on Twitter this week? I have to know. Um, Let's annoy Ric Flair into getting him to get someone to post that video again. Yo, at Ric Flair Nature Boy. How much for you to cut a promo backwards for us? <laughs> Just do everything you normally do, but in reverse. And oh, we, uh, we might possibly give you money for it. Maybe. No, I'm just gonna send him something backwards. I'm just gonna send him a message in reverse. I hope that he does that. <laughs> I hope that he just reads that. Reverse message. What should we say to him in reverse? See you in 24 years. Welcome to the Black Lodge. I said, hey, man, you know Becky's the real man, right? Hashtag Flair Watch. And this is how we get blocked by Ric Flair. Hashtag Lynchum. Is hashtag no. Lynchum back? No, God, Jesus, fuck, jeez, gosh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Hashtag lynch him up. No, that's worse! That's worse! Fuck! You just can't do... It's like the... It's like when people wanted Becky to have a shirt that said lynch mob on it. (laughs) How about Bex, drugs, and rock and roll? (laughs) Alright. Man stealing, wheeling, and dealing. Yeah. Son of a bun. Son of a bun. Well, the dumbest thing we've ever tweeted is now going live. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to reverse the yo in the front to be, Oi, at Ric Flair. Oi, Ric Fangin' Flair, mate. Oh, Ric Flair. So, uh, at, we've already kind of done our King of the Ring updates this week. Do you want to do any quick heels or baby faces? Because, um, I mean, my yeah. quick ba- my yeah, my quick baby face is definitely Kenny Omega because I'm really excited to see where they're going with the Kenny's going crazy 
And I know he was probably at a wedding and had to cut that promo, but I much prefer the concept that Kenny got dressed up in a fucking, in tails and a bow tie and was just walking around a lake somewhere yelling at his camera phone. I think that's how Kenny just likes to cut most of his promos, honestly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Real quick, my heels and babyface. My heel is, of course, Shane O'Mac for trying to ruin my dream. Um, my poor dream board of just seeing our big, big Baron boy getting getting what he's deserved. And my heel of the week is Baron Corbin for completely ruining any of my chances at winning the King of the Ring pickums. And it's uh, such- my baby it- face, however, is Chad Cable and Kevin Owens for keeping my dream alive. <laughs> I just want to say they did it in the ultimate fuck you, Scotty way too. Because it was Ricochet climbs to the top, dives, just destroys Samoa Joe. He's going for it. Goes for the pin. Baron drags him out of the ring and just steals the pinfall. And I'm like, fucking, really? <laughs> you did it. You had to do it like that. You had to do it like that. I see how it is, WWE. Um, hey, I, he's already left, but Gazi popped in to say, hey, boys, fuck you. Good night. Yeah, that tracks. I also liked, uh, of course, at the end of last week's episode, Gazi made a confession. And uh, when I posted it, he immediately commented saying, no one listened to the end of this episode. I was very drunk when I made those comments. It was very fun to go to Gazi's Twitter account the following day and see everything he had tweeted. And then throughout the rest of the day, watch as those tweets slowly disappear from his timeline. Ah, Gazi, you who just learned what it's like to drunk tweet. Yeah, but uh, now, Blake, it's time for us to clash. Because we're two champions, we're tag team champions of podcasting. So we gotta clash all the champions, they're clashing all over the place. There's a there's a Baron Corbin, and he's in a pinball, and he's clashing with the with an AJ, and they're all clashing back and forth. But damn it, he's not gonna be in that match. He's not! <laughs> because as we discussed before the show. The, of all of the matches on this card, the one thing missing is the king of the fucking ring finals, which makes absolutely no sense to me. It's just not fucking there. Yeah! And why is it not there? Well, it is, it is an 11 match card, so maybe they're like, yeah, no, we're good. But they did make room for Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan on the card, so... Because they had to do something. Yeah. They had to do something to end that dog shit story that could have been a lot better. I really do enjoy what they're doing with Eric Rowan now, though, where he's just coming out and being like... It was very weird hearing him say, like... I'm a master manipulator. I'm intelligent, but everyone thinks that I'm a big beast. And I was like, did they write this for Luke Harper? Because this would sound believable from Luke Harper, but, uh... Man, I miss Luke Harper. I miss him a lot. Uh, okay, Roman... We might as well start with it. Roman versus Eric Rowan in a no-DQ match. I wonder. Did it. Did it. Did it. Did He's gonna hit him with the big dog, baby. Big dog. It's gonna be a 30-second match. (laughs) Probably Uh, not, but... 
Also, I do have uh, Dylan's predictions here. And, oh, big surprise, he also said Roman. Uh, up next, we have the phenomenal damn AJ Styles, who's still wondering if that beer's any good, versus Cedric Alexander for the U.S. Championship. This is an interesting one. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, because Cedric has been doing shit. He has been popping off, yeah. As a matter of fact, it is said that uh, Paul Heyman is very high on Cedric. Well, same thing with uh, Bobby Roode. He's high on Bobby Roode, too. I mean, everybody gets high on Bobby Roode. Yeah. Um, I think... Keep it on AJ, unless they take it off AJ to have him feud with someone going into hell in a cell. I if he know. doesn't have that, then then him and the boys can like fucking get together and do something. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna go with Cedric. Fuck it. I'm gonna say AJ. I'm gonna stick with AJ, at least for right now, after like a really well done match. Because also, he did pin AJ on Raw this week, so. Eh. Oh, wait, no, if that happened. No, never mind, stop. Stop the presses. <laughs> it's gonna be AJ, fuck that. Alright, Dylan had AJ too. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Is it going to be fire and desire or the ugly ones? Yeah, please. Cross bliss. Yeah, bliss. Bliss cross make you want to jump, jump. I love, I I want them to give them a full name. Also, I'm very happy Alexa Bliss is like a baby face now. Because as much as, as good as she is as a heel, I think Alexa could get over very hard as a baby face. Well, the fact that she's acting a lot like she just always does, and it's just she's a face now. That's the kind of face that I always enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. It's a, a game of fire and ice, blue hair versus red hair, and I'm going to keep it on my girl Bex. I know Sasha's yeah, it's gonna, hot. it's going to be Becky, though. Sasha's hot right now, but... Becky is never not hot. Becky is perma-hot. She's always a flame. You know, she's straight fire. She's straight fire. Now, this is the first time Dylan has really disagreed because he said Sasha. And I would... Like, that's a very real possibility. I mean, I think so. I Honestly, of the two women's championship matches, I think this is the one that's... More up in the air? Yeah. Well, I think what Dylan... Dylan's definitely trying to go for the two-woman power trip and, like, after this, have them go after Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And if they... If Boss and Hug go against those two, oh, it's no doubt Boss and Hug are gonna win. Yeah, it'll be over at that point. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it's... I'm not sure about Sasha right now. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, I have to assume, with Sami Zayn, which I don't know if we've talked about it on the show a lot... That is a pairing I didn't think I would love as much as I do, but God, it's good. It's better. I, it's so much better than when he was just, like, hanging out with Rusev because he needed to be somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the two of them together can be do pretty pre good. Mm-hmm. Also, Burst. Shinsuke. Yeah, because Miz... I love Miz, but the storyline just doesn't call for him to have the IC title right now. 
Fuck, Dylan. Damn, Dylan making the tough picks tonight. He said Miz. Hey, man, I... <laughs> Live your bliss, man. Do whatever. You know what? He's probably got a good reason. Yeah. I wish I could hear that reason, but he'll fucking... He'll, he'll go off. Yeah, if Dylan was here right now, he'd just be... <laughs> he'd be like, look at the Miz right now. He was doing the show, and Shinsuke... What can happen with Shinsuke? Him and Sammy, they're gonna go after the tag titles. That's what's gonna happen next. And then the Miz can run on for that, and like he would fucking book it all the way to WrestleMania. <laughs> I miss Dylan. <laughs> Where did he go? Uh, New Day. Dylan, can you hear me? <laughs> New Day versus The Revival in a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And here's the thing, Blake. Xavier Woods is going into this like a true warrior. He had the ultimate celebration ahead of this battle in the form of Dragon Con. Or he could still be hung over from Dragon Con. So I mean, really, he also did just get... Didn't they just get 2 million subscribers on Up, Up, Down, They did just get 2 milli on Up, Up, Down, Down. See, this is, this is something. Also, Dylan, he started out by saying the New Day, but he said, fuck it, the revival. Yeah. Ah, oh, I tend to agree with him right now, actually. I understand, uh, but I need to I need to just voice for my boys. <laughs> the boys. The boys, I think the new day is gonna keep it. Okay. Cause it's real easy for the new day to be champions. It's so fucking safe right now. Yeah. That well, like I see them holding it until something bigger. Well, if they end up losing to the revival the revival in Randy can hold that over New Day's head, which leads to them having like a, a trios match at the next pay per view, maybe or something like that. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado. Fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go with Drew. Um, I'm gonna go Humberto. I don't know why. I don't know. I think it might be because we went to that one SmackDown and he was debuting, and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, nobody knew who, who he was. Yeah, none of us knew, and we went, let's leave now. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championships. Uh, Kofi, thank you very much. Kofi, 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 Kofi. Yeah, he, uh, Kofi for Dylan as well, and he also had Drew Gulak. I love how everything else, we had, like, this long discussion of, like, this is how this could happen, or we could do this. Then the 205 live match came up, and we were like, fuck it, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really hope that what... Triple H said was true, and that 205 is going to be part of NXT now. Oh, really? Because then I'll, yeah, he just, like, started hinting at that. I think it was earlier today. Oh, wow. Which would be hella good. Uh, up next, let's do a tag match first. Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. What the fuck is this match? It's a reason for them to get mad at each other, and that's it. And I think that whatever happens between the two of them is going to make them lose this match. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where, yeah, I don't know what to do here. I guess, yeah, Rude and Ziggler, which is also what Dylan had, but fuck, that's weird. That whole situation is so weird. It's weird, but just knowing what ha what's going to happen at the end of the, like, 
what, what the championship match is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth versus Braun Strowman, and the winner will go on to face The Fiend in the Hell in a Cell. So whoever wins this is going to lose to The Fiend in the Hell in a Cell. This is, this is the one that I'm gonna... I don't know who I want to lose to The Fiend more, but I, I don't think Braun is ready to lose to The Fiend. Yeah, Seth could easily lose to the Fiend in like a really good display. Yeah, I'm down with Seth. I'm down I with Seth. I think Seth will win. Um and then finally, Bailey versus fucking Charlotte in an epic heel versus heel match where on SmackDown the heel was talking shit about the heel to prepare people for their heel match of heels, and who gives a fuck? Yep, it's heels all the way down, baby. And that's why Charlotte's going to win, because she does not lose pay-per-view matches. Oh! That's an interesting Bailey. I'm just going to... Bailey, and I think Dylan had Bailey, too. So, fuck, buddy. Yep. Uh, This is going to be a show. This is going to be a show this Sunday. This is going to be... A lot of shit's going to be determined. And really, really, I hope that... If things go good for me, then those two extra points from winning the uh, the King of the Ring will just really help. Yeah. And if not, then if I fuck up real bad, they'll still help. I mean, you did hit the nail on the head, which is, this happened. This is a show that is happening. Things will occur. This is the Avengers Age of Ultron of pay-per-views. None of this matters. We just want to get to hell in a cell. This summer, two men... Save the world from who you ask. Everything invading robo penises. This show is not about those two men. <laughs> this show's just a load of BS. The show are Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore. Make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a mm-hmm. podcast, I think. And we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut Yes. <laughs> good, good, uncut. So, Blakey T, we've talked Clash of Champions, but... God, that was a discussion. It was a discussion. But let's be honest, WWE ain't all that. We got to talk about the best wrestling company in the world in Birmingham, Alabama, and that is the JWF. And this Sunday, the JWF will be beating the Elite, which means we need to turn things over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF, Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who ain't exactly a young buck, but he's one dirty man. It's what did you not call me? I'm a stallion. That's right, the man who is a big-ass horse, Captain Tibbs. Yeah, because nobody else is a horse with a captain's hat in this industry, and I'll fight him. That's right, Tibbs, and we are getting on our way 
to one of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever seen, the JWF beating the Elite pay-per-view, which is, of course, going to do what no other company has the courage to do, feature the finals of our King of the Steel City Tournament. And, of course, those two men in that match, they'll be determined tonight in the two semifinal matches as Mojo Gruff faces off against Sam Adams. And in our main event, Tibbs, a match I know you're going to be excited to see, the Hammerman taking on Felix Ball. Because the Hammerman's going to win, Sills. You don't stop the Hammer. The Hammer of Justice is going to come down to one of my greatest nemeses. And that Hammer is going to pound him into the dirt. That's right, Tibbs. But right now we can see we got both members of the first match in the semifinals in the ring. Mojo Gruff and Sam Adams staring across at one another. Of course, following around Mojo at ringside is the demon known as Honeypot. The man, he's kind of been, he's been Sam, or uh, he's been the assistant to Mojo Gruff this whole time. He's been abusing his opponents before the match, allowing Mojo to get the edge. And I don't think it's fair, Tits. Oh, still is that. Much as we don't think it's fair, there's not much you or I or any actual mortal being could do to stop Honeypot. And I'm I'm way too past my prime to even deal with him anymore. That's why I gotta leave it leave it to the younger ones. That's right. But it looks like actually Mojo trying to fight fair, allowing the bell to go ding. The match has begun. But wait, wait a minute. What in the world is Mojo Gruff doing? He's grabbed a microphone. He. He's supposed to be fighting, Tibbs. I don't understand. This is time for fighting, not for talking. So, last week, Momoa Curry gave my demon and I an opportunity. The opportunity that awaits every man at the end of this tournament. That is the opportunity to face him for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And he feels, he feels like La Flambeau doesn't know what to expect when they face off against him in this ring. But the problem is, we know exactly how to take care of Momoa Curry. And it, look, I don't give a damn if you know how to take care of Momoa Curry. I want to know if you can handle Sam the damn beer man, Adams. <laughs> Oh, Sam, always the brash one, always the man filled with attitude. You see, the truth is, we already have everything we want right now. You understand that we don't have to deal with you. We don't have to face you. And believe me, we wish you all the best in the finals of this tournament because we want nothing to do with it anymore. We don't care about kings because after this Sunday, whoever goes on to win the finals, to wear the crown, they will find their victory to be nothing but a moot point. As my master will rise and claim the JWF World Heavyweight Championship and take over this company, destroying each and every one of you along the way. Because in a world of kings and gods, our master will rule above all. Including you, beer man. Tibbs, what in the world? What's Mojo Gruff doing? He's leaving the ring. 
Shibata's being forced to begin the count. Is is Mojo Gruff just giving up? Sills, I think he said it better than anybody could. If they don't care because their master's returning, then it is not going to be a good Sunday night. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Looks like Sam Adams doesn't want want to wait till Sunday. Exiting the ring, going after the voodoo man, just laying him out with the Luthes press, raining shots down onto the leader of La Flambeau. Quickly pulling him back towards the ring and, ooh, sending the voodoo man flying into the steel steps. Sam Adams absolutely putting the devil out of him, getting Mojo Gruff back into the ring. And Tibbs looks like he's setting up for it. He's getting ready to finish this match off with a sobriety test. But wait a minute. It's Honeypot. Honeypot, that demon from out of nowhere with the steel chair absolutely decimating the body of the beer man. Shibata's being forced to call for the disqualification. And Sam Adams is officially in the finals. But Tibbs, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it to this Sunday. So that, that just fills me with an angry fire. The beer man was ready to fight. The beer man was ready to take it. He didn't care. He didn't care that La Flambeau were going to try to summon their master. He didn't care how powerful they were. He just wanted to fight. And that's the kind of fight we need. That's right, Tibbs, but unfortunately Sam Adams is now caught by the throat. Honeypot grabbing the beer man by the throat could be going for that choke breaker. We've seen him destroy superstars with before. He's killed men with that move, but there it is! The music of the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Momoa Curry. He's rushing the ring, Tibbs, clotheslining Honeypot to the outside, tossing the chair at him, and the champ's going crazy, Tibbs! That's what I like to see. A champion that's ready to fight and ready to defeat any challenger. It doesn't matter. Flesh, blood, immortality. He is the god of the JWF. That's right. Now Mojo going for a sneak attack. But ooh, Momoa ducking it. And a vicious fisherman spear takes out the voodoo man. Momoa Curry looks like a house of fire. And now Tibbs, he's going over, he's helping up the beer man, raising the hand of Sam Adams. And Tibbs, who knows, maybe this Sunday we'll see that hand raised again as Sam Adams faces off against the winner of the Hammer Man and Felix Ball, a match that is happening in our main event. But before we get into this, I want to talk about, we've seen the Lumberjack, Felix Ball's associate, interfere in the matches. We've seen Honeypot interfere in matches, but the one group of men we've seen interfere the most, they're, they're not even in the tournament. They're not even associated with anyone in the tournament, and that is the team known as the Dynasty. They attacked the Dylan during his match earlier, forcing the Dylan out of the tournament. He attacked your son, Chuck Tibbs. And the Dynasty, they basically prevented your son Chuck and his tag team partner, the Dylan, from getting anywhere in this tournament. What'd you think? Uh, just utterly disappointed, Sills. Here you have my son wanting to prove himself more than anything. You have the Dylan, one of the most powerful members of our roster, coming out, trying to make their place, trying to become king of the Steel City. And you just see this blatant disregard of any decorum, any order we have in the JWF by the dynasty. I can't believe how far those boys have fallen. 
That's right, Tibbs. But of course, a few weeks ago, after he was attacked by the dynasty, the Dylan didn't go lay down. No, he was furious and he challenged the BS, the dynasty, to a match. And they're backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. And I'm sure they've got a lot to say in response to that challenge. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with the team of Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, the men known as the Dynasty. Now, boys, a few weeks ago, the Dylan challenged you to a tag team match at beating the Elite for the JWF Tag Team Championships. And I'll be honest, everyone here wants to know, how do you respond to his challenge? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, McDonald. I had totally forgotten about that. I mean, I forgot every single word that came out of the Dylan's mouth that night because, how do I put this? I don't pay attention to losers. And that night, as much as he wants to say, oh, we interfered, oh, no, the dynasty cost me up my match, when you look back in the record books, Dylan lost. But you know something... Dylan certainly got my attention last week, however, when he beat me and my entire family down with a steel chair to a point where my father, my own father, couldn't make it to the show tonight. So, Dylan, if you wanted my attention, you got it. And if you wanted a chance, if you wanted a shot, if you wanted an opportunity to face us for our JWF Tag Team Championships, brother. I'll tell you, you got that too. Because if anything, this Sunday, I want to show Dylan exactly why he made the biggest mistake of his career when he refused my offer to join my family, my offer to join the Dynasty. Because as much as he wants to think, oh, Chuck Tibbs, he's my partner, he's my brother. No, no, no. He's not your family. He's not your friend. You see, Chuck Tibbs, he's already got a family. And it's that old bastard sitting behind the announcing booth. And I know for a fact that Chuck would betray Dylan in a heartbeat for his own father. But we wouldn't. No, 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 we wouldn't because Dylan will always have a home with his fellow fight boys. He is the prodigal son of the fight boys. And all I can hope is that this Sunday, Dylan will return to us. He will look deep within himself and he'll realize that he belongs in the dynasty. Which is why I accept his challenge with one condition. I want to make that match an elimination match. I want to take out Chuck Tibbs within three seconds because... Believe me, that's going to be pretty easy to do. And then I want to spend the rest of my time mercilessly and slowly beating down the Dylan until he remembers that he is part of our family and he will join us whether he likes it or not. Well, Tib, strong words there from Scotty Moore. I mean, it, it, I know this is a tag team match, but it honestly seems like a personal affair between Scotty and the Dylan. What do you think? So, uh, after that, I don't really know what to think. I, I think that Scotty Moore is kind of going 
going off the deep end a little bit. A little, uh, something's kind of broken right about now, which is honestly understandable leading him to do all these rash decisions. But I'd like to say, from the bottom of my heart, that I believe in my son more than anything. And I would never, I would never force him to choose between his friends or myself. Because I am a good father now. Because I love my boy. Because he is real family. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, last week, your family unfortunately lost their match against one of the combatants in this match. The man known as Felix Ball, accompanied to ringside by his associate, the Lumberjack. That's seven-foot Redwood, who has proved quite beneficial to Felix to have at ringside. What have you thought? Well, Silva, honestly, I kind of do like to think of Felix Ball as family in a certain way. We've been part of the wrestling industry for untold numbers of years. We've fought against each other. We've destroyed each other back and forth, and I hate his damn guts. All right, there it is. I was wondering where you are going with that, but yeah. So he's kind of like the brother that I want to take down a notch every single damn day. That's right, and I think doing your dirty work for you right now is this man, the Hammer Man. I, man, I know that you love all too well, Tibbs, one of your personal favorites in the ring. And it looks like the bell going ding, Shibata calling for it. But, oh, Hammer Man rushing across the ring trying for a big spin kick to Felix Ball. But looks like Ball doesn't go down. They don't call him the densest man on the planet for nothing, Tibbs. Of course not. He's... Much as I love the Hammer Man, you gotta really wear him down, Hammer Buddy. You can't start out from the gate with all of that explosive energy. That means he'll wait for you. You get tired, he'll take you out. That's Felix Ball's M.O. Well, unfortunately, Hammerman not taking your advice as he bounces off the ropes, tries for another shoulder tackle, but, ooh, gets knocked to the ground by Felix Ball. Honestly, Felix Ball's helping him up. It looks like he's offering the Hammerman another opportunity in this test of strength. But, ooh, Hammerman going down hard from another shoulder tackle from Ball. And, and Tibbs, that's what happens when you try to go when the, you try to go against an immovable force like Felix Ball. It's not hard to get taken down. Not at all, Sills. He is the densest man on the planet for a reason. And if the Hammerman wants to win this match, he's going to have to change his style up. He's going to have to do some of the more classy moves, something unexpected, something that will catch Ball unawares. And I know he can do that. He's just got to rework his strategy. Well, unfortunately, Hammerman's still looking up at the lights as the as Felix Ball just mocks the Hammerman, bouncing off the ropes, and ooh, lands a big senton to the chest. And now Felix just standing up and placing a boot on his chest for the pin. The absolute disrespect going for it. One, ooh, and Hammerman kicking out at one, and Felix Ball's just laughing at this. Almost like he's he's thinking of torturing the Hammerman as he picks him up, sends him into a turnbuckle. Tibbs, what could Felix Ball be thinking? Sills, whatever's going through his evil, malicious brain right now, it can't be good for my boy the Hammerman. He's like family to me, too. He's like the long-lost nephew that I always wanted, that I wanted to treat better than my son until my actual son came along. That's right. Now Felix rushing across the ring like a freight train, going for a big splash. But, ooh, Hammerman dodging out of the way at the last minute, bouncing off the ropes. Ooh, it's a big hurricane. Rana finally taking Felix Ball off of his feet. 
Hammer bouncing off the rope, still moving, moving like a freight train, and oh, it's a beautiful standing shooting star press to Felix Ball, going for the pin, one, two, oh, and Felix manages to get his foot on the rope, nailing that rope break, but Hammerman doesn't seem phased, backing up into the corner, could be looking for that big hammer boot as Felix makes his way back to his feet, and he nails it! crushing in the head of the wrecking ball and now the hammer man climbing to the top rope and Tibbs I think he's gone for it I think he's got victory in his eyes what do you think that's it Sills that's how you catch him you gotta catch him off guard go for the head that's Felix Ball's weak spot that's right going for that hammer leg drop but wait a minute the lumberjack we saw how the interference of the Lumberjack has allowed Felix to advance in the past, and he's tried it again, but Shibata, Shibata, our faithful referee, noticing and tossing him out. He's tossed out that seven-foot Redwood, but oh my God! Felix Ball with a big clubbing elbow to the back of Shibata's head, and he is taking out the referee. The wrecking ball is on a wrecking spree. Now that's... That's completely immoral. That's reprehensible. You'd never attack the referee like that. That's right, but Hammerman now knows he's in trouble, tries to dive to the Lumberjack, but oh, the seven-foot Redwood plucking the Hammerman out of midair, stopping him from that big splash and slamming him to the earth with the Lumberjack slam. And now Felix just sitting on the chest of the Hammerman who is unmoving as the Lumberjack grabs Shibata's hand. He's unmoving, he's unconscious, but he is making him count the pin one two oh my god Tibbs here comes the cavalry it is the VWO the Hammerman's brothers that rush it out to ringside and they are assaulting the Canadian crew Tibbs all three of these members of the VWO taking it to the Canadian crew but they're fighting back it is absolute chaos in this ring Tibbs what's going on yes Sil that's real family real family comes out to help Real family brings those blood ties to everything. You knew the VWO wasn't just going to sit around and let this injustice go unanswered. You knew that the Canadian crew wasn't going to have it easy tonight. The Canadian crew, as soon as they started to try these dirty tactics, the VWO was ready. They're ready, and they're ready to help the Hammerman. They're ready to help the Hammerman become the hammer, the hammer that he truly is, the hammer that will hammer out Felix Ball. That's right, and the brawl continuing outside, and unfortunately, ooh, Felix with the steel chair just cracking it over the skull of Justin Clouds as the brawl continues in the ring. The Lumberjack with a couple of big boots to a Griffin Clouds. Tim, something's got to be done about this. Shibata's out. Nobody's out here. Security is nowhere to be found. Someone's got to do something to stop this. All right, all right. Hold on. I got an idea. Hold my seat. All right, Tibbs. Well, it looks like Tibbs has grabbed a microphone heading up to the ring. Let's hear what he's got to say. All right, all right, all right, all right. Cool your jets, everybody. Stop fighting. I'm getting in the ring right now. I stand between all of you. Ball. Listen to me and listen to me closely. After everything you've done, after everyone you've hurt, I understand what you want. You've been driving a hard bargain for me for these last few weeks, you old son of a bitch. You know I just how to push my buttons. You know how to make me give you what you want, and I'll give it to you right now. Damn it. You hurt my referee. You hurt the hammer man. You hurt my son. 
So you want that match? You want to be in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament? You, you want to take your chance to get that crown? Fine, you got it. On one condition. This big motherfucker right here, the Lumberjack, he's got to be 50 miles away from the ring at all times during that match. He's not allowed in the building. He's not allowed on the block. He's not going to be allowed in the damn city. Oh, and one more thing. It's not going to be you facing Sam Adams. No, you didn't win this match, ball. I want to make that perfectly clear. Because the finals for the King of the Steel City is going to be a triple threat match. At beating the elite, we are going to see Sam Adams face off against Felix Ball and the Hammerman. What astounding news. We're going to see a triple threat this Sunday as Sam Adams takes on Felix Ball, takes on the Hammer Man. This is a can't-miss match, ladies and gentlemen. These three styles of competitors coming together in a ring. You can't miss it this Sunday at beating the Elite, but oh, it looks like Hammer Man smirking in the middle of the ring, nailing Felix Ball with a big hammer kick, but... Oh my god, T Tibbs, welcome back to the booth. And it looks like the VWO aren't done with the Lumberjack as they pick him up for it. A move we've seen the VWO do so many times over the years, but not to someone as massive as the Lumberjack. As the Hammerman rushes off the ropes, springboards, and it's a beautiful undervapor to the seven-foot Redwood. And Tibbs, I know you said he was banned from ringside, but after that undervapor, I'd be surprised if the Lumberjack could even grab the remote to watch it from home this Sunday. That's exactly what I want to see, Sills. If he's in a hospital, all tied up, that's exactly where the Lumberjack needs to be. I'm tired of all this interference. That's right, Tim. So, of course, who knows what's going to happen when these three collide in a ring this Sunday as the beer man takes on the densest man on the planet, takes on the Hammer Man. And, of course, in addition to that, we are going to see the Dynasty, the JWF, Tag Team Champions taking on the team of your son Chuck Tibbs and the Dillon in an elimination match. And then in the main event, Tibbs, I said it last week, I'll say it again. I think our champion has bitten off more than he can chew as he is going to be facing off against both members of La Flambeau against Honeypot and Mojo Gruff in a handicap match for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And Tibbs, that is going to be tough going for Momoa Kerr. It is the entire fate of everything you see before you, Sills, will ride on that match. But there is no one more confident in Momoa Curry than myself. That's right, Tibbs, and in order to find it, you can find it on the official Fight Boys YouTube channel. It is JWF beating the Elite coming to you this Sunday. And I hope to see you then, but in order to find out what happens next, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, Blakey T, it's been an episode, my boy. What did you learn this week? I learned that no matter who the fuck you are, if you keep my Baron Corbin dream board going, you're going to be my baby face of the week. <laughs> and I learned that no matter who you are, 
Captain Tibbs considers you family somehow. It don't matter. The guy at the KFC, that's Captain Tibbs' second cousin. The, the, uh, the guy who's working the stands at the baseball game, that's his nephew. Don't matter. Uh, you know, Tibbs is really into nepotism, so yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, our our lost co-host, the Dylan, can be found on Twitter at Dick and Stormy. Blake, where could they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. That's all you're getting tonight because for some reason my voice is just dead. I know, me too. And you can, now my radio voice, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Check out my Fiverr account. Whatever you want, it don't matter, baby. Do it. <laughs> Special thanks to Mega Ram <laughs> for our theme song, Fighters. You can find Mega Ran every, everywhere at Mega Ran, the Megaist Ran. That uh, guy. He is messaged awesome. me earlier and was like, How'd the Dragon Con show go? And I'm like, Are we, wait, are we on that level of friends? Yes, it went amazingly. Also, Blake and I did a live show at Dragon Con, and you guys need to check it out. It was Buck You wild. should listen to that. And, and, you know. And you can find that at a load of purebs.com, so make sure to check that out. You can, should we send Mega Ran a fruit basket? We should. You can find me on Twitter. At post sugar bear can't get enough of that golden crisp golden crisp golden we got a lot of those to make up now we really do i forgot earlier today someone was like oh man my most famous twitter follower is this and i was like i think ours is uh sugar bear i think the sugar bear is our most famous twitter follower and if you want to join him you can at fight boy show and as always you can find us on a load of purebs.com step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Ric Flair, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>